All right, guys, another heartbreaking defeat for our Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but we are here for your support. The Minnesota support line here at the Northeast Podcast starts now. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Great. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. I'm sorry, everyone. I've some got some allergies going today. So I'm hoping I uh, don't make too much of a distraction for you guys. But we have an awesome uh, sports cast here. We're here for you guys and your Vikings pain uh, after another difficult loss. Uh, some of these episodes are the most fun, but we have other stuff to cover as well. Before we dive into this sports cast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we really do. All right, guys. Uh, what beer are we having today? We are at our <clears throat> my. As, as a part owner, yes. I'm going to turn into a Packers fan here. I know, right? No. Um, we have a certificate on your wall? Yeah. Oh, great. Really do. Um, this is called Petty Cash from Fair State. Comes in a fancy bottle, 10 bucks a bottle, a little pricey. Um, this is It's a mixed fermentation table beer. So it's a Dude. little saison-y, it's a little hoppy, it's a little champagne-y, fruity. a little fruity. It's so good. Mm. I, I just love, love it. this. This it's so easy to drink. It's so flavorful. It's like light and crispy and bubbly. Who it's knew that just table delicious. beer was one of my favorite styles? I think that it's probably not. I think they made that up. But maybe now it can be. Wild Mind has those too. Yeah. We're like, this is this is our house table beer. You know, <laughs> just kind of like, a, again, it's like a mixed fermentation of stuff. Probably like just leftovers and they just make something. Oh, man. Dude, they killed it with this. Yeah, really good Delicious. beer. They crushed it. All right, guys, here we go. We're diving into sports, and we're going to start with some good news today. Ooh. That's because our Minnesota Golden Gopher football team uh, made it look easy on a trip to Colorado. Now, Colorado is not a typical powerhouse program, but they are a respectable program, and uh, the Gophers made easy work of them, winning the game 30 to nothing. What was the stat for Colorado? They had minus 19 yards rushing total. Or something like that? That's some domination right there. Yeah. That feels good. And, that, you know, I think that the Gopher program a few years ago, we were in a place um, where it looked like they were going to rise to be one of the, you know, premier teams in the Big Ten maybe. Um, At least like competitive. Top four-ish hanging yeah. around in there would have been nice. Competitive to make the Big Ten championship game in the West. Like moving into that spot that like Iowa and Wisconsin have held for the last few years. Yeah. Right. And if you could move into that side of the Big Ten and, and be one of the contenders, that'd be perfect. And we haven't been there um, other than one year. We took a little bit of a step backwards last year. And, uh, you know, we just got to get back on the horse. If P.J. Fleck is really the guy that we want him to be, and some of us think he is, um, these are the kind of performances we need to have. So feels pretty good. Yeah, it almost makes me wish like we would have played Ohio State maybe like week three or four. Yeah. You know, when you have some things figured out. I mean, the, the, the counter side to that is they were starting a freshman quarterback that had never played in a game before. So maybe there was a little bit I thought the advantage. reason we were so close is because it was just a crapshoot at the beginning of the year. But, yeah. you know, maybe if we continue to play better, it would have been nice. But, um, man, I guess, you know, they just looked awesome. It's great. Yeah, we'll take it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta win these games. You can't give any of these away. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, I think we have uh, another uh, Sisters of the Poor game coming up next week. 
um, before we get into Big Ten action. We'll probably be three and one headed into that part of the season. So uh, the other thing is, is uh, anytime a job opens up, PJ Flex name is one that gets bandied about. And USC, one of the premier jobs in the country, just opened up, and uh, Fleck has been one of the guys mentioned, um, but probably not one of the the current favorites to get that spot. Yeah, they've also mentioned Urban Meyer quitting the Jaguars and going to USC. I think that the Jaguars would probably be okay with that at this point. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going anywhere yet. No. Um, and really, like, it's funny that they would want him, even. I mean, what has he proven here? I'm not sure that they do. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think he, if the trajectory continues from two years ago, and like Eric said, maybe we hang around in that, you know, competitive area where Iowa and Wisconsin, you know, usually lay in the standings, then more noise would be made. I think it's also just amplified locally because we're so paranoid of coaches that we like leaving mm-hmm. our program because that's what Always. they do. Yeah. And so I think maybe the, the national news isn't quite as high on PJ Fleck as everyone else is here. I yep. guess I just don't really have an example of one of our coaches being stolen away by a bigger program. That's true. You're like, right. I don't well, think I, I don't think we it's happened. Yeah, not from yeah, the not, Gophers. Like not Glenn Mason, not Tim Brewster. I mean, have any of them ever? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think we're like, like so afraid that we're like going to get good enough that our coaches. Maybe might, that's it. It's a it's a self inflicted paranoia. But it's like weird. Self created. We're like, oh man, if he wins too much, we're going to lose him. So we might as well just lose more. Like, why? <laughs> Fine, you know, if they want to pay us ten million dollars to take PJ Fleck off our hands, we'll use that ten million dollars to go steal another big coach. You know, just I have no fear of that. I want to win games, and coaches come and go. College football is a is a shady sport, and you know. Them, please, please come pay us to take PJ Fleck and pay for the roll the boat trademark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Did he trademark that? Or he I he think like he tried. He like made us pay Western Michigan to use it, and then he's gonna pay have whatever school pay to use. You know, they're just gonna keep buying the rights to row the boat. Wow. Doesn't it seem like Roll the Boat silly. went away a little bit, though? Like, definitely don't hear it as much. Does he still drop the, like, the, you know, ski you might go go for Roll the Boat, whatever he does? Probably. Like, the one, two, three, bang? Probably. Yeah. I think he I still hits know. him with that. Does he still drop his um, uh, wife for, like, his, what's it? Was a secretary? secretary or something? <laughs> he did do that. No, I think right. he, he's got the secretary now. He, okay. he probably needs a couple more years. Yeah. He's probably like when he goes to USC, he'll look to upgrade. We at don't get a new, we, don't, we don't need another Norwood. We don't need another Norwood. <laughs> he'll team. start recruiting for yeah. a, a new wife for at a that new time. secretary. Yeah, <laughs> she just so also happens to be a cheerleader. She's great. She's got real potential here. I'm, I'm so so excited. Uh, can't wait to upgrade at wife. Kind of a good flack you have. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, next up, we've been talking about this for a while, but it became official. The Timberwolves sign. Uh, I think he's Argentinian. Uh, Leandro Balmero, the guard from. Is he at Real Madrid, Barcelona? One of you those mean somewhere in Spain? Somewhere in Spain, one of the big the Spanish future teams. rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I, I did hear someone say that he would have been like a top ten-ish pick in the draft if teams would have felt confident that he was coming right away or when he was coming. And so, so you mean like well-run organizations were scared off by the fact that he might not be available right away? Yeah, but the Timberwolves had three picks. <laughs> We had yeah. three. We had three first round picks. I think we were think willing to take that risk, knowing like we don't have room for all these picks anyways right now. Um, so I think we we got a little bit of a steal. Hopefully, he's a six foot seven combo guard. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's been really efficient shooting threes. Um, his stats aren't crazy, uh, but he's a young guy playing in a you know a professional league in Spain, which is pretty solid. Well, like um, half the guys on Kentucky average like ten points a game and come to the NBA and. 
yeah, than average right. like 28. They'll be like, this guy is number eight pick in the draft. He is huge ceiling. He didn't even start this year for Florida State, who, <laughs> yeah, who was right. below 500 and didn't make the tournament. Like, remember Patrick Williams? He went like number four in the draft two years ago. Yeah. The same draft as Anthony Edwards. He was a freshman. He went to the Bulls, and he looks pretty good. But he was the sixth man his freshman year, and then he was like the number four pick in the draft. And so for those fans who were like, oh, man, Timberwolves got a guy. He doesn't even average that many points. It's like they got him because he's a six foot seven, two-way combo guard who they think is going to be able to play some good defense, distribute the ball, and hopefully shoot a decent percentage. And he's all upside. Threes. Yeah, I just, I just think like... If you're expecting him to be a superstar, you're not going to get that. If you're expecting him to be a solid role player, I think that is the hope. Cool. If if, like. a, if a 20s pick, first round pick, you know, um, ends up as a good role player, I think that's a win. That's a big win. I can't wait. What do we got? Uh, training camp coming up, like a couple, few weeks, maybe three weeks. Um, I just really hope excited. he's not. He doesn't end up on the team. Why do you say that? I just hope he ends up playing for the Sixers. Oh, you still hoping for that? Well, they do have to figure that out. Because I mean, the Sixers have to figure now, it out. Yeah, ex- well, exactly. The Sixers, I mean, he's he says he's not going to show up, and the coach has been openly, you know, said all this shit about him, so... I'm just like, yeah, keep destroying <laughs> yeah, his trade say, value. And the, yeah. the price is rapidly plummeting. Yeah, yeah. They think they're, like, raising the price of it. Like, they're no. not... They should have traded him already, so... Um, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm optimistic about the Wolves, and I do think whether they get Simmons or not, I think that before the end of the trade deadline this year, there's one more move that the Wolves will make. Interesting. I think they're like closing in on what they want their roster to be long term. They got their coach. Yeah. They got the young up and coming rookie. They got yep. some good vets. Yeah. That's kind of how you build an NBA roster. I think that if Edwards takes the jump and Towns is solid and plays most of the season or just i mean he's gotten a little better every year yeah and I, so I if think he gets be... even a little bit better i think we're fringe playoff team which would be great yeah i mean it's just going to be like what is anthony edwards is he a star right if he's a number one guy on a team then we're probably going to be pretty good over the next few years like is he as good as um is his upside as good as uh donovan mitchell and uh devin booker because if it is if it's in that vicinity uh... then you're probably pretty damn good Maybe maybe Booker, I could see that coming within like two years. He's at like where Booker is about now, and Booker will hopefully get better for their his and, team as and well. And remember, he's a lot higher rated prospect than Booker was coming out of college, right? You know, or or Donovan Mitchell. Those guys were late lottery picks. Mitchell's just really fucking good. And, I don't know. That'd and be Edwards was the number one pick, even if it's a weak draft. So I, I just think it's like we go as far as he can take us, and I think yep. that's pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Gable Stevenson. I've heard his name is Stevenson. I should probably look up how it. There's no N. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was listening to the radio and they kept saying Gable Stevenson. It's just so. like just a little more casual than Steven. You know, his dad probably just went by Steve. Stevenson. Yeah, is it Gable Stevenson? Stevenson. I've been calling him Stevenson. Oh, this whole I've time. said Stevenson many times. That's got to be like a like a, a misprint at like Ellis Island, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. you know, two hundred years ago. And they're like, "What'd you say, Stevenson? All right, perfect. You're in. You yeah. know, and they write it down. Like, well, I guess we're the Stevensons. What's now. your dad's name? Steve. Got it. <laughs> Stevenson. So he, we reported last week that he signed a, a deal with the WWE to become their next um, Olympic wrestler, uh, but uh, it came out this week that he is going to finish his senior season wrestling with the Gophers. Um, Try to get some of that name, image, and likeness money. Yeah, and so yeah, I, that's I, a good point. I think I, I heard an interview with him over the weekend, and what he was saying is that they have a place for him to train. The WWE has a place to train him um, in the Twin Cities while he's like 
being a student, right? Which is probably like taking two classes, <laughs> not showing whatever you know, that means. PE whatever. and relaxation. Yeah, you know? he's like, doing the le- the easiest classes that they offer because he already has his profession set, and he's just going to try to win a national. Needs four title. credits for the degree. Yeah, so. He's going to be pretending to be a student and uh, practicing wrestling with the Gophers and then practicing wrestling with the WWE all at the same time. So fun to watch. Hopefully he can win a national title with the Gophers this year, which would be cool. And then he can win the worldwide wrestling then he title can, belt. And then that's what people really can, care about. Then he can turn on someone and win the title. Yep. He'll backstab him at the last minute. Turn heel. Everyone will boo. Oh, I'm so exciting. Can I tell you my favorite thing? You got to cut your teeth as the heel for a little while. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite thing about about um, wrestling right now? Sure. It's that the the term heel and face are like just part of sports and pop culture at this point. And I just like that. It's a common vernacular. Yeah. yeah. I just, and that came, yeah. that came out of wrestling? Yeah. I okay. Just, I love that. The fact that people just use heel for everything now is great. So I love it. I don't really get it, though. Like, why heel and why face? I don't I mean, it's got to be something from like 1950s, you know? Like, it's got to be something like so old. Like, some promoter in Chicago used those terms and then okay. like everyone did. I don't know. Love it. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but over the weekend, so on Friday night, um, there's this new idea of like high school sports where kids all congregate at these like massive prep schools to like dominate Division One sports, and uh, these teams play national schedules. So they're like sponsored by Nike or Under Armour or whoever. They fly around the country. They play all these other prep schools, and they don't play the schools in their state really. So one of those, uh, or one of the places you could see this is on QB1, a show that was really popular on Netflix that I loved. Was that Gruden? Um, no, this was uh, all high school kids. So it was like the no, first. No, but didn't he? I thought, oh, it was Dilfer. Wasn't it Dilfer? No, it's no, oh. no pro guys. Never mind. Sorry. It's, it's carry, just, carry on. It's like three high school quarterbacks at a time. And so one season had, um, uh, gosh, the kid who was at Georgia, the white kid, Fromm, Jake Fromm was on it. Um, another one was Justin Fields, who's the Bears quarterback now. And uh, another one is Spencer Rattler, who's the Oklahoma kid who a lot of people think will be the number one pick. So they have good kids, and it like, follows their senior season of high school. And so one of the people who was on it was this kid named Tate Martell in the first season. And it was his school, Bishop Gorman, which is like this powerhouse, kind of like funded by like the Fertitta brothers who ran the UFC. I'm sorry, or owned the UFC. Okay. Um, for a long time. So they're the Vegas team? Yeah, they're yeah. the Vegas team. They're like these billionaire families send their athletes there, and they're like one of the... It sounds all sketchy, dude. Premier schools in the country. So they're playing a school called Hamilton from Arizona in Hamilton, um, and I, I believe Bishop Gorman was ranked seventh in the country, and Hamilton was unranked, but obviously good programs. Uh, Bishop Gorman was winning the game on Friday night, 24-7, to 7, with one minute and 10 seconds to go, and they lost the game. In regulation. Crazy. Which is one of the wildest things that I've ever seen. They kicked a field goal to be down by 14 instead of 17 with a minute and five seconds. They got an onside kick, went down the field, scored a touchdown, got another onside kick, went down the field, scored another touchdown, got the two-point conversion to go up 25 to 24. And there was still eight seconds on the clock. So in 62 seconds... They they didn't even use all minute 10. In 62 (laughs) seconds, they scored 18 points to come from behind and beat the number seven team in the country. I mean, that's like something you you could do on Madden, like, 95, you know, like back in the day. Yeah, Yeah. when they let it be kind of unrealistic and fun. Yeah, exactly. That's not realistic. Did you see that, like, the QB was so nervous... That in that last um, touchdown pass, 
that he had, he actually threw up all over the ball during the play. I'm guessing that wasn't because he was nervous. It like snapped what? to him. I'm, ge- I'm guessing that's, that's horrendous. All o- like he just started spraying out and it was all over the place and he threw it and then the guy t- like caught it. R- he ran in for the touchdown. Why do you think? What do you think? There's a different reason. I think he, I think he was like like Concussed. exhaust exhausted. No, oh. I think I think because they had been on the uh, like because they're just go go go. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there no huddle like all the way down the field. It's the end of the game. I'm guessing he was just like just gassed. Oh. And so he like threw up all the water he'd been drinking. I don't think it was nerves. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Crazy though. But I mean, you know, just adds to the the mythos of the whole thing. I guess. Pretty wild. That's crazy. So yeah, you have to check out the video of that if you haven't seen it yet. But I think that is like the brilliance and like the reason that people think that high school football, high school sports in general, but high school football, Friday Night Lights stuff is so, um, you know, exciting and charming and such a part of our culture um, because things like this happen and they don't really happen in professional sports. So cool stuff. Go look up the video on it. Uh, Finally, guys, Hard Knocks, a show on HBO that used to be good and now nobody really watches is going to have an in-season version of it now where they're going to follow the Colts around this season. Uh, it won't make me watch it, but is this something you guys will be interested in? Yeah, I will. Well, Ryan, you watch it all. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, it, why would they agree to this? I mean, isn't it a distraction? Do they just get paid a lot? HBO just pays the team? I don't know how much yeah. of a choice these teams have, to be honest with you. The like, owner I, just decides? Well, no, I think, I, I think, I it's, think it's a deal a, with the NFL. Yeah. And the NFL is oh. like, okay, you know, we're, here's your... They give HBO a list... Like, here's your pool of teams that are available or okay. where it makes sense to do it. Um, and then they probably pick and go from there. I would guess the Colts find this annoying. Okay, yeah. Most of them that are actually trying I to... I guarantee the coaching staff hates they hate every them. second of they it. They hate this. They, they, don't, they don't want this. This is a distraction for them. Um, but it probably makes the Colts and the NFL a lot of money. And so it will continue to happen. Okay. Um, I, I do think it kind of is going off of the, uh, the All or Nothing series of the NFL. That's already been happening. So it's not really that big of a deal. This has already existed on Amazon over the last few years um, for soccer and for football. And this year's all or nothing is Arsenal. So it'll just be an absolute dumpster fire. Really? Uh, when is that starting? <laughs> They're filming it all year. So, but is there episodes out? comes out later in the okay but like last year's one was spurs when Mourinho got fired and it was like a dumpster fire too nice yeah. i haven't watched any of it no no it was the season before i'm pretty sure when he was brought in because he was like brand new oh really and he made it like a season and a half right i don't know i think so he not, didn't make, he didn't make it like half a season not ideal so there you go it's on hbo it should come out like kind of weekly i mean that's the one cool thing about it is that they that they uh are able to do it like uh Every week. It's like South Park. Yeah. Like they like do the episode that week. It's pretty cool. All right, guys. Time to move on to our main story of the week, though. And that is something we've... And that's pushed... it for the sports cast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something that we have pushed off talking about. And that is our Minnesota Vikings, again, fall in, in pretty brutal fashion. Uh, this time they... They missed an extra point earlier in the game, which would have had the game tied late. Uh, Instead, they were down at the very end. They moved the ball down the field nicely, and then they uh, missed a field goal in the last play of the game to lose the game 34-33. to This sucked. Was that a total of four points we've lost by in two games? Yeah, this one was brutal, especially because the offense was moving the ball, especially early. Yeah. I mean, we weren't doing much to stop them, you know, uh, subsequently. Dude, they're a good team, and I thought that we looked good, too. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, you guys thought that we were going to lose by more. I did. I thought we were going to lose by 10, to be honest with you. Um, I, I was pleased with the fight that the team came out with. Like, obviously, they came out really caring. A lot of fight. Tons of Vikings fans in Arizona, which was cool. Um, 
you know, I mean, we get off to the perfect start, a good long run on the first play of the game, a long touchdown pass on the second play. I mean, in the first minute of the game, we were up by a touchdown, um, three touchdowns early to each of the three main receivers. Osborne, who's uh, looks like a suitable find in that uh number three receiver spot. Uh, Thielen with another touchdown his third of the year. Jefferson had a good game getting his first. You know, it was it was the fight that we wanted to see from this team. Dalvin was an absolute monster. Dalvin was fantastic. But again, uh, the defense, which is like, I believe the most expensive defense in football, um, they've given up, what, 50 points, 60 points? 60, yeah. 60, 61 points in two games? Something like the that. The Cardinals did whatever they wanted. They're averaging to. giving up 30 and a half points a game and this is a defense that brought back Daniil Hunter who was good by the way who brought in Michael Pierce who brought in uh Tomlinson Patrick Peterson who brought in Peterson who brought in Mackenzie back Woods Mackenzie Alexander Brashad Breland um Kendricks came back healthy I mean this was I mean, a, we were putting pressure. So, I mean, I, to me, it felt like if somebody doesn't know what they're really watching when they're watching football, it's like, dude, we're getting pressure. We're getting sacks. We're stopping the run. OK, was it mostly the secondary then or like what? Where's the big weak spot or is it just the Cardinals that's so, that good in offense that it's just kind of like, who do you blame? I think a little probably, Eric, you can you can follow up with me. Anything I'm getting correct, but I think it's probably a little bit of both. Like, I don't think our corners are that good. Mm. Um, Harrison Smith had to spy Kyler Murray a couple times and you can just see like age is catching up with him a little bit. Um, they also made like the Cardinals also made like a lot of big plays on third down. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like it, like the third and 16 um, after the Daniil sack. And we're like, OK, yeah. just, just hold them under 15 yards and we're good. And then they uh, get, get a 30 yard gain and, or and some that, shit. Well, then it was like a, a, a really nice, you know, crossing route over the middle. Charlie Kirk made a great catch with hands all over him. I mean, it's just I think Charlie Kirk is a, like a right wing. Oh, pol- yeah, yeah. Sorry. Guy. Uh, Kirk, Christian, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Sorry. You're right. Thank you. Christian Kirk made a great play. Um, they made timely plays. Yeah. Um, they, they're not okay. Or they're okay, you know, getting backed up a little bit. They got Kyler Murray, who can obviously scramble as he did today. And I think um, the Vikings did a really good job on like 70% of the defensive plays. But then they gave up a lot of big plays in downs where they could have gotten off the field, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it was it was a little bit frustrating. I think they settled down a little bit because how many points did they have in the first half? Like 21, 20, 24? 24 to 23 at half. Something like that, yeah. So, like, the second half was obviously much better. We only gave up and we had 10, a, 10 we, more points. And we scored a touchdown on defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, again, a recipe for winning in the NFL, especially with the defense that you've invested so much money in, is not giving up over 30 points a game. And it just, they... With two picks and one for a touchdown. Yeah. I it mean, just wasn't good enough. They It wasn't that they were so terrible. Hunter was awesome with three sacks. Um, but it was just that they gave up too many big plays. They had some broken coverages. You had the obviously horribly broken coverage for the long touchdown where the guy was just by himself. Yeah. Um, they lost contain a lot on Murray, where guys were like going inside and Murray would run around the outside of them. That was annoying me. And it's just like the coaches have got to be just livid seeing that and so i i I found it um not good enough but frustrating because it was like just individual mistakes or giving up a big play like you said um so that 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 sucks uh and then you know offensively we were just on fire in the first half and it just like kind of got worse and worse and worse as the game went on to a point where we were um you know going three and out making mistakes um i don't know it just wasn't good enough and it all comes down to the end of the game when your kicker 
uh, misses his second kick of the game, uh, which costs you the game, which is unacceptable as well. So. Well, yeah, one was an extra point. That one, this one was a kick kick. How many yards was this that he missed? 37. Oh, which or is 39. 30 it was 37. Yeah. It was, which is basically an extra point. Yeah. Well, like it was right down the middle too. Yeah. It was, I mean, it just sucks. Yeah. It's, it's just a bummer. It's like, it's like the team hasn't been good enough, but they've also had a, a fumble that could have gone either way in overtime before we would have kicked the game-winning field goal, hopefully. Uh, and then a, a short field goal miss. And this one, you, you're 0-2, but you are, you know, two, three <laughs> right plays there. away from being 2-0. Seriously. You know, you could have been top in the division, undefeated, after two games, going home for, for your first home game. A big Seahawks game. And instead, yeah. you're 0-2, and your backs are against the wall. I mean, as far back as they can get. Yeah. Eric, so as a, as a football guy, are you uh, take your foot off the gas at the end of the game? And let the time run down? Or are you saying, like, th- we're getting all of our spots that we want? Should we just run a couple more plays? I I, I find, like, their teams are always worried about fumbles or picks or a sack or something bad well, happening. Well, that's a good point because maybe that's what spurned Zimmer into saying run it down because last, last week, week yeah, we, we literally we did do that. It happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I found myself thinking, like, all right, we're getting chunks of yards on every play. I, I was hoping to run one more play and try to get, you know, five, ten more yards. Um, but, again, I mean, 37-yard field goal should be nearly automatic for most kickers. Um, I don't know. I, I found myself hoping they would do a little bit more, uh, but both teams... I think we still had a timeout in pocket, right? Yeah, we had, we, one, closer. we had yeah. a one timeout. We called it with three seconds. Yeah. And then they had a timeout. I think we were expecting them to freeze us. They didn't. He missed it. Well played by Cliff Kingsbury. Um I thought that uh, Cousins was okay in this game. Uh, he's so frustrating um, because there's just like moments that it looks so bad or like there was a play late in the game. Uh, we ended up getting the ball back and getting a good opportunity, but it was third down on a huge play and he threw an out to um, Abdullah. Abdullah. I called that out in our group chat. Oh, like, yeah. what? I don't blame Cousins necessarily on that, but I blame the... The sure, play call, but like but. They, there was no way they were like cousins throw the ball to Abdul on this out route. You know, that's like, true. There was definitely different things he had. He went to that little check down. I hated that. Hated that play. But call. but he came back and had a nice drive there at the end. Gave us a chance to win. We should have won the game. Um, I don't know. It's just this team just feels like it's going to be like this all year. I think let's so let's take a couple positives. The the. Everything with the O-line got pretty well cleaned up. was much, much, much better. They did a good job in protection for the most part. Um, Kirk got popped a few times, um, but it didn't look like an absolute sieve um, against a really good defensive front, Yeah, too. Um, who was the guy for... Chandler Jones. That had five sacks yeah. the week before like, or week. something like that. So um, I think, you know, the, the O-line, I think, uh, looked themselves in the mirror and took a lot of pride um, against the Cardinals. And it showed. I mean, Dalvin Cook was, like, averaging, like, eight yards a carry at, at one point. He was just dominating. Um, Kirk had the longest run of his career. The really? Little, the little 30-yard uh, scamper where he uh, pulled the ball down right away. It's like, dude, that's there all the time, man. Right. You take that all day. You know, don't pull up and try and force it. Um, I don't think um, everything was bad. I mean, the, the, the final turnout or the final score was obviously not in the Vikings' favor, but I think there's a lot of positives to take away. Going on the road against a really good Cardinal team, there's no such thing as moral victories in the NFL, but... We it felt like we were a better team for the most part than we were against the Bengals. God, if we had just won that sure. Bengals game, we just wouldn't be so worried right now. 
I just think like these be like, both yeah, these games were here a good team. for the taking, yeah. and instead of being two and zero, oh, you're zero two, and now you're in trouble. Big trouble. You're in big trouble. And the and schedule it, gets worse. It doesn't get easy. I mean, we play the one and one Seahawks, who are good though. Yeah. Um, they lost in overtime today to the the Titans. And is Zimmer winless against the Seahawks too? I think. Don't we play the Seahawks every every year? year. Play them all the time. Uh, they so always have our number. We have the Seahawks um, next Sunday, just you know, home opener. Uh, then we followed it up with a home game against the Browns, who are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an easy game, hopefully, against the Lions at home, so three straight home games. But we could be looking at 0-4. Yeah, you'd be 0-4 going to that Lions game. And then um, you're at Carolina, home against the Cowboys, at the Ravens, at the Chargers, home against the Packers, and at the 49ers. That yeah. is not ideal. Yeah. I mean, other than the Lions game. And they came back and put it on San Francisco. So you, yeah. if you take you know your foot off the gas a little bit, you could be in trouble. So I don't know. It's not looking good. I think the Kirk stink is real. Yeah. The the eight and nine, we're staring eight and nine a hundred percent in the face. It just feels like the the rest of the team hates Kirk. I, it Why might be really they? it might be really unfair for me to say that, but it we just don't know feels for sure. Like when I watch the game, when I listen to Zimmer's interviews, it just seems like he is so disconnected from the rest of the organization that I can't imagine a situation that he's back next year. But here, I this is my thought. If Cousins wants to win everyone back, all he needs to do this week is he needs to post a video of himself and he needs to say, you know what, guys, I've done my research and I'm getting the vaccine right now on camera (laughs) and everyone should get the vaccine and I'm pushing my teammates to do the same and I'm pushing you to do the same. And you know what? I feel like everyone would be like, okay, Kirk, we'll give you another That was a nice move. Yeah, he could easily do that. It'd be a nice little PR move for himself. No, he'll never do that. Just fake it. It Can we we set up something with the Wilfs and be like, okay, you tell Kirk he gets the vaccine, you'll pay for a personal Creed concert in his backyard. Oh, he would do that. Oh, he He would would do that. He'd do it for Creed. He'd do anything for Creed. For free. He'd rather have a Creed concert in his backyard than win a Super Bowl. That's clear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at the way he plays. I hate that you're right about that. I'm so angry that you're right about that. If if they won the Super Bowl this year, I would go to a Creed concert. I thought if they win the Super Bowl, we have to get a Creed tattoo. Didn't we say that? Or do we have to get a, a Kirk tattoo? Ooh. I can't remember what we said. I swear oh, to God. Was I, when we were drinking, but I'll get I'll get Scott Stapp's face on my chest. <laughs> As a tattoo or just in the room I'll, with them? I'll get a tattoo. Okay, I think I you guys are going to snuggle temporary. it up. I'll get a Creed tattoo. I don't know. We'll have to go back and figure it out. But like, we definitely did say something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have checked the tape on that. But I, think, yeah. I thought maybe it was a Vikings tattoo. I don't think we have much to worry about. No. Um, no. But, you know, if we start winning a bunch of games, then we'll check. We'll have to go back and listen to the tape. Yeah. Right now, it's just Let us know if you guys remember what we said. I think it was a Vikings tattoo, honestly. Well, I think it was more I mean, more cringy than that. I mean, at this point, well, being 0-2 and giving up over 30 points a game, I'll... I'll change it to well, a what's the, Isn't yeah. there a, a safe? No 0-2 team has ever won the Super Bowl or something like that? Or Oh, God. Probably. Here's my thing. Is there a Creed logo? Because I'll do that. I'm not going to get like the word Creed. Oh, I don't think they have a logo. I think it's just Creed. Oh, I remember, I'm checking the tape right now. Can I get like... Jim said he's going to do a rib tattoo of the lyrics to With Arms Wide Open. <laughs> Very scripty. At least, the, at least the chorus. I was gonna do like a Creed tattoo, but then give a wink, wink, and do the the character from The Office. Oh, Creed Bratton. Yeah, because it'd be a Creed tattoo, and you know, technically, there's no fine print here. Dude, he's so. such an underrated character of that show. I know. When he comes in with like blood all over him, and then they they interview him, and he's like, "Thank God it's Halloween." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect.
perfect. All right. Uh, yeah, so Vikings need to get back on track at home next week. I do think it's pretty cool. I know we've brought this up a lot of times, but I do think that the Vikings fans are really underrated. A lot of them were in Cincinnati two weeks ago, and then it was loud for the it did, Vikings. It didn't matter who had the ball. It was loud. You'd think like <laughs> when the Cardinals have the ball, like it's going to be loud, and then or, or vice versa. When the Vikings have the ball, it'll be loud, a little quieter. No, it was just as loud. Yeah, we travel well. Yeah. Yeah. And you've seen that, Eric. Every time I go to a game, I think, oh my gosh, there's a lot of Vikings fans here. Like, no matter where, in California, in D.C., in Well, that's the one I was going to bring up was against the Washington football team. We were like, there were more Vikings fans than... Those two were the best. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the three best ones for Vikings fans were D.C. against Washington. It was just packed. Um, In St. Louis, the last year that St. Louis was there... There were only Vikings fans there. And then in uh, L.A. against the Chargers, it was all Vikings. So That was home, do, home field advantage. Yeah. I mean, they tr- we travel really well. Um, people really care about the team. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think people understand that, like, people in the South don't care about pro football. Oh. Like, they care about college football. And so, you know, yeah, maybe like Cowboys Al- fans care about the Cowboys. But I was like, going to say, other than Dallas Cowboys. People um, don't care about their teams in the Southeast, really. All like across all. the board. And if Tampa Bay hadn't won the Super Bowl, they still would care more about Miami, Florida oh, State, Florida, sure. Alabama, their, Mississippi. Their picks of, of, yeah. of team down there in college is a much bigger deal. Um, I went to a Vikings-Falcons game in Atlanta one time, and the people just didn't care at all. And they were all Georgia and Georgia Tech fans. Sure. So it's just like, I just heard people around me being like, eh, whatever. Like, (laughs) at least the dogs won this week. You know, like, that's all they care about. So I do think that we don't understand um, just how much the rest of the country isn't necessarily as into their NFL teams as, like, Bears fans, Packer fans, Vikings fans, Steelers fans. Do you think the Gophers would somehow be better if our mindset was different here as fans? Yeah. I I think, like... If we, you know, cared as much... Like if About we that. if we had it like even Wisconsin I think has a better um, sports fandom for their college um, like I, I do think that the media loves to play up like Packers have the best fans in the NFL because the kids ride their bikes and the players take the kids bikes and like you know it's like they love this like small town um, Green Bay it's in a neighborhood stadium thing and like I'm not saying that the Packers don't have good fans because they they definitely have really good fans but I don't think their fans are any better than the Broncos, the Chiefs, the I was Steelers. Say, go to Arrowhead. The, go to Arrowhead for a game. The Vikings, the Bears. I, I I really think like those are the best fans in the NFL of the teams I just said. Like it's mostly the middle of the country, the North, the Midwest that is um, really into their NFL teams. And so I don't know. I I just think. We're in a good place where people love the NFL. That's an interesting thing, like, you know, north of the Mason-Dixon line kind of thing, you know, other like you said, other than the Cowboys. But I think even their fans are kind of fair weather. There's it's just a it's, lot of people a, in Dallas. It's a cir- <laughs> I mean, but it's like a circus with Jerry Jones. You know what I mean? Like, they haven't been relevant to compete for a Super Bowl since Barry Switzer in the yeah. late 90s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but everyone pretends like... I mean, they literally nicknamed themselves America's team. I don't think they've won a playoff series since like 95 or a playoff game and since like 95 or 96. It's been so long. I don't think Tony Romo won a playoff series. Like he fumbled the field goal. goal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so everyone pretends like, oh, Dallas is so good. They just really aren't that good. They have a few decent players, but they've never been relevant in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If I had to like say since Switzer, who who really, truly, in my opinion, has just elite fans. I mean, the Cowboys have fans like all over the country. 
that's why more so than just Texas, like mm-hmm. they're just popular nationwide. They Same. all they all hopped on the bandwagon during yeah. the Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith yep. years, and now they're like, well, like, they I'm, were well marketed. Yeah, I'm still a Cowboys fan. I think the teams that have like serious fan bases are the Cowboys. I think the most popular team with the best fans is probably the Steelers. I was gonna say the Steelers got to be up there. Well, what about the Patriots? Everybody loves the Patriots all over the damn country. Uh, I think a lot of people hate them too. Well, hate them but, too. But, but, but yeah, the Patriots have been so good for so long. There's a lot of fans for them. And then um, outside of those three teams, I think it's like the Packers, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Bears. The Browns are Browns, the Browns have pretty good fans. Probably have pretty good fans. They have been punished, but they yeah. have good fans. You know, it's just like I think those those people who who for the most part don't have a lot of success with their college sports teams um, really really care about their professional sports teams. Yeah, hmm. we've gotten way off topic. What is the to- topic of sports? Isn't it? Uh, the, yeah. No, that's true. All it, right, it's we segued into like sports <laughs> popularity at the end of the Vikings discussion. Well, let's talk about other good sports fans, and those are the good people. Uh, who are the fans of the Minnesota United? Yeah, boy, was that nice. There's two, wasn't of, it? two of them in the room. Yeah, we were at the Minnesota. Three. You're the season ticket holder amongst us. Come yeah, on, I'm you just, weren't even there. It's just a cash cow for me at this point. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. once you start making that money, you couldn't bring yourself to go. We were at the game yesterday in the yeah. supporters section. Yeah, the uh, the president of the True North Elite, uh, Zach Murphy. I want to give a shout out. He good, offered us tickets, let us pick a game, and we picked a banger of a game. But what what's his Twitter handle or Instagram handle? It's like the the I don't know what it is. It's the Murph man, some bullshit. Zach Murphy. Dark, we, we got to give him credit. All right, yeah, I'll, you I'll look it up. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So we met up with him and and bought him around and just like I had never been to Allianz. It's gorgeous. It was a beautiful night. Uh, we played the LA Galaxy, beat the pants off them, three to zip. Um, Two goals. The smoke from was blowing. We were in the we were sta- in the standing section, the the supporter section. A lot of chance I didn't know. But man, they got chance for everything. He's at the Murph eighteen. The Murph eighteen. Go so give, give him a, him a follow. follow. Great fan, great guy. Yeah, and so dude, Eric and I went. Um, had such a nice time. Fucking got a nice pulled pork sandwich and some beers, and just watched a hell of a match. Three zip, couple goals from uh, Reynoso, which was awesome. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like I've only been to a few games there, and I haven't been to one since uh, the pandemic. And I think that the best parts about it are one, the stadium is an absolute gem, perfect size. It's like a you gem. can you can walk around the whole thing in probably you know twelve minutes. Um, so it's not too big. There's probably there's no bad seats in the house. Of course, ours were like right behind the goal, so they're really really awesome. But looking around, it's like nobody's that far from the field it's a perfect stadium it's beautiful inside there's lots of food there's lots of fun places um you're right on top of the action uh and then you know on top of it like i thought one the fans were so passionate and two uh the players and the team feel very accessible compared to other sporting teams and other leagues like after the game the players were all over clapping the fan clapping for the fans mm-hmm. and vice versa yeah the kids were Their out kids like kids were on the field like kicking like these little you know three and five year old girls were like the daughters of one of the yeah I can't remember which player but you know and they'd like line up and kick a goal and then everybody would cheer for them and the girls would be like oh my god it was just cool it was so, like so sweet you're right there the players seem really engaged with with the fans and the fan clubs and i don't know i, I found the whole thing like a such a positive experience yes and i found it myself thinking like oh this is a really likable team like i i think i should pay more attention i think i can sort of see the reason why everybody that's ever been to a match seems to have a sticker on their car 
Have you ever noticed how many stickers? Like the Minnesota United stickers. A lot stickers, of loon stickers. A lot of loon stickers. It's like, I think that you sort of become like, it's just a, it's a big enough group, but it's still inclusive. And you're sort of like, you feel like you're part of a something bigger. Well, it's also like a, it's like a quaint little team that is fun when we're winning, but it doesn't really matter if they don't do well. Everyone still has fun at the game. They sell them right? all out. Yeah. Yeah. It's scrappy. I, I think that like, um, soccer fans romanticize about European soccer fandom because in European soccer, the teams are literally so localized that like different neighborhoods of large cities or different areas of large cities or different cities in the same country. It'd be like if Northeast had a soccer club and South had one and downtown had one. But but they each had like 30,000 seat stadiums that were full of of rabid fans at all times right i mean it's it's really insane well it would be like if chicago had the vikings the packers the lions and um the, the bears. bears yeah within 30 miles of each other yeah, yeah. that's perfect it's, it's so crazy and they have they have these rabid fan bases and then i i think like it's such a thing of the community where like the people have been fans of these teams forever their families have their friends are they all go to these games they all support these teams they all live and die with this and i know the mls is having to manufacture that um but you can see that people are kind of they want that they want that to happen they want to feel that way they want to sit with the same people and have friends that go to the games and you know it's such a it's it's more of a community thing maybe i'll maybe i'll do that one day Right. You need to. <laughs> Honestly, Eric and I looked at each other. We're like, dude, we're only missing Ryan. Like, yeah. we wanted you to be there. Yeah. And like, dude, how many people did I run into that I knew? Like, a people lot. around us. A I lot. was like, oh, that's my old pharmacist. What up, Mo? That's like, oh, this. Yeah, I went to high school with him. Hey, Eric. Yeah. Like, it was. It was so much fun. It just felt like a big family group. Yeah. It was. It was really cool. It was super positive, and the action is is good enough. Yeah. It's good enough. I mean, it's not when it's you not set, elite, when you set the good. expectations yeah. appropriately. Yeah, I mean, like maybe the it. passes aren't as long or as on target as crisp. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, the defense isn't as good either. So it's like it's still competitive, and it's it's it works for me. And I thought it was it was like fun because we we saw Chicharito was playing uh, for for uh, the LA Galaxy. That's crazy. He's, he's only 33 years old. It seems like he's been playing professionally for his whole life. And he came out and got really frustrated, which got, is perfect. And and I, I'm not, I don't speak Spanish, um, but we were we were uh, near a, a family or a few families of a Latinx ton of Latinos that were all into it. Loved fans it. who were were very 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 passionate. I, I didn't know if they were cheering for Chicharito, like they were really excited to see him, or if they were like jeering him. I wasn't really. But they sure. were like doing Spanish chants and shit. But they Adam. were like very passionate about him. Probably cheered for him their whole life, um, or against him. Yeah, we're against him. Sure. And, and so it was it was really fun. Yeah, the the crowd is very diverse there. Um and yeah, I don't know. It was it was just such a positive experience. I, I really enjoyed it and I think I want to go to more games now. I do too. So that was great. Zach Murphy, thank you so much. Thank we really you, appreciate Zach. it. We'd love to go back again if y'all ever have us. Um but yeah, it's it was it was just great. It was a great time. Yeah. Go loons. You bought, a, you bought a kit? Yeah, I got that river kit. Oh, it's yeah. very slick. Was, nice. I look. I, I threw I felt, it on. Nice fit. I felt good. Yeah. Nice. I felt you good. Look, I you look, look good. I went and I was like, I'm getting it. I'm. I was like, it's gonna make me go to more games if I get one of these jerseys. <laughs> so 
I'm just going to get myself. So yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And I think uh, if you haven't been to one of the games, you should check it out. It was, it was pretty cool. Hit us up. We'll go together. And, and I, I, one more thing, I would say this. Um, if you are like, ugh, soccer's so boring. I think if you brought your kids to a game, if you have kids, um, I think that they would really enjoy it. Like the, the dancing, the singing, the chants, the, all of it. Like it was just, it was fun. And it was just like a place where, you know, it was, it was built for, for fans and, and non-fans alike to have a good time. Do you think we have time to quickly just find, let's, like, let's place Allianz amongst our amazing sports venues in Minnesota. I would love to. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I like Target Field the best. Um, and then I think it's U.S. Bank and then it's Allianz. And then it's Excel, and then it's Target Center. I think that's probably and the then correct ranking. TCF Bank, whatever the fuck it is now. Okay, maybe Hunting in front of Target Center, and then okay, that's where that's. Me. I I think US Bank is just hands down the the premier stadium. It's the it's newest. So it's the nicest. It it's is just empty concrete. I mean, it is a stadium. I mean, it can be used for a lot of events where a baseball stadium can literally only be used <laughs> for baseball or for like not being able to see other things. Okay. Like they're like, oh, we can play a hockey game here, but no one can fucking see because right, it's right, not right. built for that. Um, I think US Bank is just like a masterpiece. It looks cool on the skyline. It does look great. It's really awesome. Um, as long as you can get that, especially chicken when they replace that glass for the fourth time. And yeah. I hope the taxpayers are paying for that. Um, but remember, they did. Everyone, all all the people who fought against the stadium said it's a bad deal for Minnesota. We're gonna be paying for this forever. They like already paid. They're like years and years and years ahead. Just on the electronic pull tabs, so yeah, right. the, the system has worked. Thank you to you gamblers. Um, I would say uh, Allianz is my number two. Whoa, behind, ahead of Target. Um, I think it's it's perfect. I, I think they absolutely rushed it with the stadium. The only thing that sucks is the infrastructure around it is not there yet. Is not there yet. It's yeah. a shitty part of town. Um, and the parking and like trying to get my there. buddies used to live there. I spent a little bit of time in that area, and that was. I think it's probably improved with a big stadium and a couple new bars and, you know, the things that come with big gatherings of people. Um, but it ain't there yet. It's not there yet. Yeah, that was that was an issue. Um, I would go with uh, um, Target Field third, uh, XL fourth. Um, I think I'd go with Target Center with the re- new Target Center and then the TCF hunting whatever the fuck it's called the bank let's just call it the bank yeah uh whatever that is and then i would go with um mariucci and then i would go with (laughs) the barn in last place because the barn sucks and it makes me not want to go to game it's rough in there very steep steps it's like scary yeah they're like are you an old person of course you are because no one else watches college basketball uh but you will not be able to go up the steps if you're an old person because they are steep and like you might have a heart attack yeah it's (laughs) not gonna be good so I hate that that place, and the raised floor is not cool. I think it's kind of cool. It's really dangerous, though. Uh, Ryan, I'm with you. Okay, Do you, on, oh, I on the you rankings, any... but I've never been to Allianz, so I can't really, I can't really say that. Wow, you, but I, you I would like, love it, man. I like Target Target Field the best. It's the best selection. Yeah, you don't have to pay attention. There's it's, literally it's a bunch to, of bars in there. Yeah, you're just running around drinking beers and grabbing it's random food. Fantastic. Oh, you want a burger from Red Cow? We got that. You want tamales from? You know, South Minneapolis, we got those. Yep. You want the Juan Berenguer Senior Smoke Nachos in a Helmet? Got Ooh. it. I just like that you like know all these places. That's <laughs> great. All right. So good. All right, guys. That is it. That's all the time we have. Uh, check out our screencast this week. Lots of stuff to cover. Uh, we're back with our Bond rewatch. This time we watched Quantum of Solace. So make sure you tune in for that. It will be just can't miss action for you guys. Uh, but until then, thank you guys for tuning in to the Race Podcast.